Hello! Hey, how's it going? Thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Miles, and for yet another week I am not joined by Marker Jackie, who are still on parental leave raising their precious baby. Uh, normally the three of us do this podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the TV anime. We know it's still ongoing. We know you've all maybe already enjoyed uh, part six. We promise we will one day return to finish part six and complete our destiny as a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. But during this precious time of child rearing, I am covering some anime on my own with some guests, uh, including this week when I'm covering the 2021 film Bell with my friend Mandy, who you'll hear from in a couple of minutes. But before all of that, I want us to dive into Choir Corner. I don't know. I I don't like doing these. It's too difficult for me. Uh, We're going to check out our Correspondence Corner, which is our fun little name for reading email because reading email is not exciting enough on its own if you want to not excite me (laughs) i'm just kidding uh if you want to communicate with us you can always email jojo's bizarre pod at gmail.com and i'll read it like this email from our good friend chad the subject line is Bell BBS Chats. And Chad writes, Aloha, JJB Padohana. Here are a pair of voice connections for Bell, aka the dragon and the freckled princess. Justin, the leader of the Justices, is voiced by Toshiyuki Morikawa, who's also voiced part four Big Bad Kira. Oh, I love Kira! Moody modern artist Jelinek is voiced by Kenjiro Suda, who also voiced part one Undead Knight Bruford. And part five enemy stand user Tiziano, stand name Talking Heads. Anyway, I hope everyone is having a happy holidays, however you may be celebrating. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. I just want to mention again a show previously recommended to Miles that he and his friend Joe might want to check out too. Hinomaro Sumo. It's a sports anime about one of Japan's national pastimes, sumo wrestling. Even if you know a thing about sumo, this show does, in my opinion, a great job of looping viewers in. As the action in the ring gets pretty heated, it's currently streaming on Crunchyroll. Ah, thanks for that wreck, Chad. Um, a weird thing that my dad does now in his retirement is, one, he watches TV, like, all day. <laughs> but one of the things he watches is the Japanese channel NHK, and one of his favorite things to watch is sumo wrestling. So maybe I'll recommend that anime to him. And that's it for email. The other thing I want to tell you about, other than Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com, which is our email, is our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash jjbpod. If you go over there, you can support our show starting at just $1. That gets you access to some bonus content, including my erstwhile newsletter, Was That a Reference To?, which I promise will return once I don't have to host the show as hard as I'm currently hosting it. And the occasional bit of uh, other extra content, if you step up to the $3 tier, 
we will thank you by name, just like this. Thank you, Matt, Blu-ray, Brian, Nombre No Digas, Daniel, Dalton, Madison, Soliloquy, Kasun, Lord Zendar, Jumbo, Katie, Bloof, Caden, Austin, Tim, Tyler, Camilla, and Chad. Thank you. And that's it. When I come back from this break that you won't experience, we're going to talk about Bell with Mandy. BRB. Okay, and we're back. You didn't go anywhere, but I did. I had a little pee, and now I'm joined by my friend Mandy. Mandy, say hello. Hello. I'm Mandy. <laughs> Upon <laughs> Mandy's recommendation, we this week are going to talk about the film Bell, which or, or in Japanese Ryo to Sobakasu no Hime, which is the Dragon and the Freckled Princess. This is a 2021 animated film which was written and directed by Mamoru Hosada. Um, it's Partly based, it's inspired by Beauty and the Beast, much like the 1991 film Beauty and the Beast. Uh, and Mamoru Hosoda has directed a bunch of stuff, including a One Piece movie back in 2005. Wolf Children is a little bit famous from 2012. Uh, Mirai from 2018. And he also did a bunch of Digimon which oh i didn't know that yeah he did a bunch of digimon short films in 1999 and 2000 mandy you wanted us to watch this i gave you some parameters like it had to be kind of recent yes but you suggested bell what made you want to watch this film uh, so I saw Wolf Children MRI kind of recently. I actually didn't like either of them. Uh, I find his storylines <laughs> very problematic, um, but I I really enjoyed I, I enjoy the experience of watching his movies, but not thinking about them. But um, when thinking about what to talk about on your pod, uh, yeah, somehow I looked him up, and then I saw this had come out recently. So I didn't even know it came out at the time it came out, but. Um, it seemed intriguing. I love Beauty and the Beast. So, yeah, here we are. So you thought, I didn't. I don't like this man's films, and I want to talk about them for an hour <laughs> with my pal. Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched a lot of anime in your life? Uh not that much, but what I have watched, I've watched intensely. So I was really obsessed with Sailor Moon uh, as a youth. Um, and I found it by chance because it was on at 6.30 in the morning on WPIX, which is exactly what? when I woke up. Yeah. And I was like, what is this magical show? And I got really into it. And um, yeah, and this is when like the internet was coming out. So I, I was on like DOS trying to find information and like printing out stuff on matrix dot printers and dot matrix printers. And uh, yeah, so I was like really, really all in. Um, so nice. that was my first and probably deepest foray into anime. And then also kind of coincidentally stumbled upon Neon Genesis Evangelion, which you and I have talked at length about, uh, and also had a similar obsessive, um, 
very like 90s, early aughts exploration of it where I like ordered VCD DVDs <laughs> off of eBay and like the VHS of the movies to watch it. So I have like a very nostalgic connection to my my like very distinct uh, animes that I was obsessed with. But because you had but to, to try honest, hard to see it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was I thought, yeah, it was the chase, right? Because like Sailor Moon was really popular in Canada at the time and not in America. And I had dreams of going to Canada to get all this like Sailor Saturn merch that I couldn't get here. Um, but uh, yeah, but since I, I think I just, yeah, I really like burned myself out on those on those two. And then I sort of sort of fell off the anime <laughs> truck after that. But until um, now. Later. Until now, you brought me back, Miles. <laughs> um, this podcast was almost about uh, the original series, Eva, but I don't know. I feel like we always talk about Eva on this show, and we have covered the reboot movies, but if people like this enough, maybe we'll end up doing another, uh, we'll do even more Eva with, with you. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, That'll hook him in. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of, a lot of, there's a lot riding on this now. Um, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> let's get into the movie. Um, we'll start at the beginning. Well, okay, so, first. So is this going to be like just all spoilers? Do we have to give a, or is this, do you always just spoil everything right away? We just always so just spoil everything right away. Okay. Okay, good. Great. Uh, readers, you can write in and tell me if that's a good policy. But yeah, we usually go through the entire thing. Okay. Well, for series, Excellent. we only watched the first three episodes, so that's actually not that spoilery. But yeah, we're going to spoil this entire film, so if you don't want this entire film spoiled for you, uh, turn it off and wait till next week, I guess. Or um, watch it and then come back to it. Come on, Yeah, or Miles. watch it. It's on HBO Max, <laughs> and I think you also, can rent it. I, I want to give a brief PSA about using HBO Max, because I, like you, Miles, thought there was only an English language version However, on the main page, before you actually start the movie, you can click on the language, like it says English, you can click on it and then change it to Japanese and watch the sub version. Uh, so there you go. I had to look that up on Reddit so that it's not at all obvious and uh, just want to save, save everyone some time. Yeah. Um, that's and also, like, why is HBO so, HBO Max is so uh, not user friendly? It has like it's the not worst a good interface app, ever. Yeah. yeah. I think the only good streaming app, like in terms of function, is Netflix. And like people should all just borrow from it. Like I have a bunch of them. Yeah. Like through various sources. But I yeah, I have access to HBO Max and Disney and Peacock. Mm -hmm. And for a brief Peacock. Moment, Paramount. And they're all like wow. really not functional. Hmm. I think Amazon Prime is okay, but there's like nothing on there that's interesting. Yeah, to you me. have to you have to buy everything. Like what's the point? I yeah. guess the point is that you're exploiting workers to get stuff uh, shipped quickly to your house. But, you know, I want some yeah. more free movies, too, that are decent. Come on. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to exploit workers, like... like Throw in some, some entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pass some of the savings Quality on entertainment in the form yes. of free savings. Yeah, exactly. Come on, Bezos. <laughs> uh, but we should note that before we start talking about this. We had very different viewing experiences because I watched the dub. And you watched. Yes, you the did sub. not Reddit how to how to watch the sub. So, so yeah, no. I'm curious to to hear. I mean, I think it sounds like you and I are on the same page <laughs> for the most part. But uh, 
Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll get to it. But yeah, I it started out and I knew it was the dub and I was just like, I don't want to figure this out right now. So I just watched the entire movie in English, which we can talk about how I felt. Um, but I just want to set the scene a little bit on the movie. So the main character is this girl named Suzu Naito. Um, and basically she's sad because she watched her mom die while saving a kid from a flooding river. Um, and she kind of doesn't understand why her mom did that. She was like pretty little when it happened. Um, and you see in this montage that they had a great relationship where they used to sing and write songs together. But now that her mom has like, in her, from her point of view, abandoned her and thrown her life away, she doesn't want to do any of those things. And when we meet her as a teen, I don't know exactly what age she is, but she's in high school. She's basically evolved into this unconfident wallflower who has very few friends except this one girl who i like named it's like terrible she's she's <laughs> evil she's she's the worst and like oh there's i like scenes, <laughs> oh like when she's plotting and then her pupils go away like come on that's an evil <laughs> evil friend i guess i don't know i did not like her yeah she is suzu's one like real ride or die friend and yeah She's a genius, but she is an evil genius. Uh, Hiroka Hiru Basuyaku. Yes. Um, there are some other people in her life. This kid, Shinobu Hisatake, who's her childhood friend, who I guess since her mom died has felt like who's sort of watched over her. Which seems and, like really mature for a six-year-old. or Because they're the same age, right? Yeah, I think it's because he was tall. You know, tall people Yeah, and the, the floppy emo hair, so... Yeah, he knew something was up. Yeah, I think he's. I think they should have cooked him a little more. But we can talk about him. I mean, there's so so much need to be cooked. Everything need to be cooked a lot more. But a lot of rawness in here. Yes, Um, (laughs) but she has a crush on this kid because he's tall and has has cool floppy hair. Uh, The other kid we meet early on is Shinijiro Kamishin Chikami. He plays a bigger role later, but when we first meet him. He's just sort of a nut who is the only member of the kayak club. Uh, And he's, I don't know, people think he's weird because he loves kayaking, but I don't think it's that weird. Especially Um, since uh, Ruka, who I think you're about to introduce, is like the teen, I don't know, the girl everyone wants to be. And she plays the freaking saxophone and is like hopping around and everyone's like, oh, if only I could be like her. Yeah, the, the popular girl in school is named Ruka. And when we first see her, she's like weirdly hopping back and forth <laughs> while playing the sack. I guess she's in marching band, except it's not you marching. You hop that it's much in like marching ho- band? Yeah, and it's, it's probably really hard to control your breath as you're hopping while playing the saxophone. Maybe so that's must- why they're all drawn to her. Yeah, her mm-hmm. it's it's actually really her impressive. Breathing skills. <laughs> um, but that all all of this takes place in the real world in real high school. Uh, she seems to live in kind of a rural town. Uh, which is not much going on. But the other big concept we're introduced to right at the beginning of this film is this metaverse called U, the letter U, um, which I don't know is, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, a, I don't know, you can be an alter ego. And Suzu's avatar in this world is a pop singer named Belle who has long pink hair and freckles sort of like suzu but like more glammy and in you 
Suzu as Bell is like the biggest pop star in the metaverse. And through this avatar, she's able to rediscover her love of singing. Um, and that's where we're at right at the beginning. Uh, I'll let you talk for a little, like, what were your first impressions of this film? So the beginning was kind of like, I don't know, like eye drugs, visual drugs. Like it was so like enrapturing. Mm -hmm. Um, In in you, you is very vivid. Yes, because it opens with you and Belle is singing that song on a humpback whale that has speakers like glued on its back. Um, And it's very, it's like CGI, but done in a way that doesn't feel too CGI-y. However, I... I I was really creeped out by Bell. Um, I don't. I I think you're a Simpsons watcher, but oh yeah, the beginning when like they do um, like the close-ups of her face and it's like front-on Bell face. It reminded me of the Yvonne Netanyaj videos from like the subliminal <laughs> messaging video from yes. the episode when like NSYNC, uh mm-hmm. was guest stars. What Mandy's like, talking about is the this subliminal way that the Navy in the Simpsons would recruit people. With yes. this pop song called Ivan Netanyahu, which is Join the Navy Backwards. Yes. Um, but like the women, those recruiter women in that video on The Simpsons had these dead eyes and it was like this straight on stare. And but they were like singing and moving. And I felt like Belle had that same energy. Just she's very still, but at the same time moving. And then it kept narrowing in closer and closer to her face. And she has these big cat eyes and all the freckles and stuff i don't know i was it like creeped me out a little bit so her eyes were too big way too big um and i guess if we're just gonna like hop off into the the u-verse now one thing that really pissed me off the whole time was how come bell uh peggy sue i guess the girl that we saw in the beginning who's like hee hee welcome to the u metaverse mm-hmm. Um, those other than those three, everyone else is some like freaky animal, like misshapen elfin creature. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because you know your you avatar is based on um, what do they call it? Your their body sharing uh, biometrics or something. So is everyone at heart these like freaky? <laughs> like weird squiggly shaped monsters except for these three women like that there's so much about the movie that just didn't make sense it's not explained which is typical of hosoda i found but but that basic fact was just very i don't know i found that very off-putting did you find that off-putting at all or is that just me (laughs) i guess i didn't think about it well i i kind of let it slip from my mind the way your avatar gets chosen because now i would be reluctant to be in you because i don't want to I wouldn't want it to reveal like any like hidden parts of my personality. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if you got to choose, yeah, then obviously I'd be a a tall, pink-haired, hot person. Yeah. But if it's going to turn out that I'm going to be an ugly blob because I'm an ugly blob inside, then no, I don't want to take part in this. But like 5 billion people were cool with that and I no. don't know. Yeah, it was very strange. As we said, I watched the dub and you watched the sub. Indeed. I thought the dub was fine. I know you watched a couple seconds of it. Like, it didn't make me, I don't know. I know everyone is 
people are snobby about dubs versus subs, but I thought it was okay. Um, I want to talk about some of the voices that I recognize because I knew immediately I recognized Shinobu's voice and I was like, that's a hot voice. And he turned out to be hot, played by <laughs> extremely hot Filipino actor Manny Jacinto. Oh, uh, I don't think I know him. I'll look him he up. He is from, oh, why can't I remember Top where he's Gun? from? That's I what shows up in Top Google. Gun. He's in, I'm totally blanking on the show he's on. It's the show with Kristen Bell. The Good Place? The Good Place, yes. That's where he, that was sort of his L breakthrough. Royale. Oh, okay, cool. Um, the other famous actor is Hunter Schaefer, who's on HBO's Euphoria. And then Chase Crawford, who apparently was on Gossip Girl, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. Him, him I didn't recognize. Yeah, he has um, beautiful eyes, but everything about everything else about him is unremarkable. He's not the hot one in this cast, okay? <laughs> no. Let's make that clear. <laughs> um, no, you got, yeah, thought, you got your Filipino. I thought the English cast was fine. I think where I probably got shortchanged was the music, because I thought the songs were pretty boring. Did you like the songs? Uh, I mean, there's that opening song, which I found very catchy, and I listened to the English version, and it's okay, but it always just sounds a little <laughs> stupid when you can understand what they're saying, and it, it's kind of yeah. dumb. But It ruins uh, it. <laughs> yeah. And then I actually listened to some of the soundtrack before recording, and there was like a slow song. That's fine, but I can't. I like can't recall it, even though I just listened to it again. So I guess that kind of speaks to how just sort of nah the music was. But I did enjoy the opening, like the main theme. Yeah, boring stuff. Yawn. Whatever. Who cares? Mm -hmm. uh, but it is a huge part of this film is the music. So if you don't like it, it may detract from your experience. The other thing that I felt from the beginning was it's like I I feel like this is true of a lot of anime. It's very tell, not show. Like, And maybe this was on purpose, but it felt like a commercial for you. Mm -hmm. And it made me think that the world would be sinister somehow, that you would be sinister somehow. But mm. they end up not exploring you that much, which is a little disappointing. Yeah, there are so many opportunities, like even the opening. And I think it might have been worded slightly different in the dub. Um but in the Japanese original opening, at least the translation says, I wrote it down. Uh, you was created by five sages called the voices who preside over the intellect of the world, which sounds like, okay, something, something weird's going to happen or definitely like some kind of evil. Um, like but you never hear about something. these people. Yeah. Like who are the voices? You get and, a little uh, bit later on on like what the governance of this world is, but yeah, nothing about yeah like, from who like created this world. Yeah. yeah, and they don't go into like I don't know whether it's good that people are escaping into this world. Like any of the questions that we have now that we have like that we're grappling with about the metaverse, this yeah. movie does not grapple with. Partly because like it does, it's we could talk about like why it's such a muddle later, but like it. It's sort of like two sort of, they're going for like two sort of lessons at once, I think, and they yeah. never fill them out. Um, yeah, it felt like there were, I don't know, it, it seemed like there were 10 ideas that 
was sort of was like, wow, this would be a great movie. And then like try to do all of them and then didn't resolve or explain any of them. And then especially, especially the ending, I just, I could kind of suspend my disbelief um, for like, you know, the first hour and 45 minutes of it. But that ending just totally <laughs> like made me turn on the movie and like kind of hate it actually. Yeah, it was, it was, it was rough. Um, but we will talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I want to talk about at this point is the art. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's, it's pretty CGI heavy, but you could tell they have, they just have a ton of money. I mean, it looks cool. It looks cool, it does but look it left cool. me kind of dead because it's like, because there's so much going on that I just felt sort of overwhelmed. And then because there were so few limits on you, like it's like it's anything you can imagine. I was just like, okay, well. But I it was also kind of boring. Like, yeah, there was like, it was like uh, a, it's voidy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Suzu as Belle, like she had really magnificent costumes, and again, that that humpback whale keeps coming back, and her her scenes were um, super detailed. There was a lot going on, but it made me wonder. I mean, it seems like she was the only person in this entire universe that had stuff going on. Otherwise, everyone else yeah. is just like floating around and waiting for like a well, human girl looking pop star to come sing to them. Because like uh, before her, it was Peggy Sue, the other human girl looking um, avatar. So like, what else is there to do in you besides waiting for these women to like come sing? <laughs> yeah, there's supposedly a fighting arena. And oh, right, the beast yeah. who will meet lives in his own castle. But otherwise, like if you look around at the world, there's it's just but a the bunch castle, of empty space that you're floating around in. Yeah, that's true. But also the castle was um was like hidden. Like couldn't mm-hmm. they not find it? And uh yeah. like just Justin <laughs> couldn't find it. Justin's also named Justin in the sub, which just really delighted me. I guess maybe because what his name sounds like Justice, I guess, but um yeah. Anyway, yeah, I just didn't understand, like, why why you would go to you. Like, it seemed like you'd only go in to watch people sing or maybe, yeah, go to this arena. But, like, who else would fight the Beast? I don't know. It, like, everything about it, there was just so many, um, yeah, so little structure or explanation to anything. Also, mm-hmm. I didn't understand, like... How do you actually access you, like, in real life? Like, I get it. You, you put in the little earbuds that say you on them and, and like, click on the app. And then what? Like, do you just kind of think it all? or? Yeah, I think it gives you a little bit of brain damage and you think you're in this world. Yeah, but it's like, are, are, you, are you, like, unconscious then? I don't know. I, I just wish there was a little bit more explanation to how, just how mechanically things worked. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe that's just me being, I don't know too pragmatic but the other thing is that like so you was very vivid and colorful and cgi and cool but like the real world looked really great and i'm i was very yeah. happy with like how much went into um portraying this sort of pastoral place where suzu lives uh and it just made me wish we could like we had spent a little more time there yeah, definitely. Especially uh, again in the opening scene when uh, I guess like Belle Susie wakes up and she's in her room and like the light that comes in through that like one window and then you see her walking to school and the lighting was just like super, super beautiful and warm. And 
uh, and the nature nature scenes. And there's a lot to do with like animals and just a lot of life in the real world that drew such a such a contrast to you. And also the colors were a lot more muted and but it was just a lot more. I don't know. It felt like kind of more visually calm. Uh, mm-hmm. and rich in that way because you just seem yeah it was kind of like everything was too pumped up and you didn't know like why anything was happening or where you were so uh yeah i really like those real world scenes too yeah and it's weird because like suzu's depressed and, and still grieving her mom but like the inv- and and the way she sort of heals herself is she goes to this metaverse but like the, the way they portray her, her environment is so like warm and full of light and not depressing at all. And you is yeah. sort of like this big empty void in contrast. So it's like, it doesn't quite fit with the moods that they're going for with the two places. Yeah. Um, I mean, weird. could, could Suzu going into you, like, was that just a big plot by, um, uh, by hero to like exploit her? Cause she was the one that introduced her to you and like, Gave her the earbuds and stuff, and I think she's evil, so that would totally fit <laughs> like every <laughs> my <laughs> my beliefs in her evilness. But well, ultimately, it, it did get Suzu to start, you know, to rediscover her love of music. So it can't be all bad. If she just hung out with those aunties a little longer, I'm sure they would have brought that out of her. <laughs> yeah, so Suzu also has a them. cadre of auntie, aunties that she's in a choir with, who are also secretly in you. We find out later. Yeah, that well, yeah, I guess yeah, everyone's in you. I mean, five billion people, and there's what, eight billion people in the world? That just yeah. leaves like a bunch of babies who aren't in you. So, no, nah, so I wouldn't statistically, be well, <laughs> if you say that, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess if everyone else was. Uh, watching this made me think, made me want to ask you, what would you, what group were you in in high school? What were you like? Um, I was. I, yeah, I had a hard time kind of figuring out um, how to answer this. I I kind of felt like I I was sort of like nerdy in like the smart kid group, but like the dumb kid of the smart kids. And <laughs> I like liked wearing like wigs and bindies and like wacky skirts and and looking like I don't know what I thought was stylistically interesting. But I was also very shy, so I guess that was my way of expressing myself um i also went to a very white high school Uh, i'm asian and there weren't there were like four other asians um and one girl who was biracial and that was it so i think it was just kind of my way to being like i don't fit in so i'm gonna just stand out even more by wearing a blue wig and dyeing my hair and wearing way too much eyeliner so that was kind of like my shtick i guess you're trying to be Belle in real life, maybe. Minus the singing. There is never never any okay. singing. Um, and uh, also, did you notice she had, like, in the corners of her eyes, um, she had, like, a little mark? That kind of reminded me of a mark that you would have if you had, like, eyeglasses and, like, the pad, like the nose pads of glasses. Like, she had these two little pinkish marks by her eyes. Yes. And I kind of wonder, like, what what was that? I thought maybe that would, I don't know, turn into something. But uh, I don't think it did. And it was just another mystery. Um, yeah, kind of unnecessary just a mystery. random character design. I didn't yeah. like her eyes. <laughs> I didn't like all that was going on around them. I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. 
but, but uh, well, what about you, Miles? Problem, what, <laughs> what, what, uh, what was your, what, what was your group and your, I don't know, your being in high school? Um, uh, I think I didn't re. I mean, I was friends with Mark of this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I don't think I I don't think I dressed in any particularly standoutish way. I think I was like friends with weird kids who were smart but didn't get good grades and mm-hmm. didn't take school too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I was like shy or outgoing, but I, I don't know. I, I was just sort of in the middle, and I yeah. floated by and didn't participate too hard in anything and didn't try too hard at anything. And I still don't hmm. except this podcast, as you can tell. <laughs> putting so in do sweat. you think, yeah. <laughs> so would you have been like, if someone gave you, you when you were um, teenage miles, would you have been like, Oh yeah. Or just, eh. if everyone else was doing it, I would do it. But in a, like, um, like in a making fun of it way, like, um, mm. Like everyone had Zanga back then, mm-hmm. and I had a Zanga, but I sort of like some of my entries would be like making fun of the way other people would write entries. Like we had a lot of like uh, religious see. people, like a religious Korean people at our uh, mm. school who'd like write about their devotion and stuff, and I was just like, oh, lame. It's lame On to their like Zangas? things. Yeah, sometimes like they would, you know, yeah. thank God sometimes, and I'd, I would make satirical posts like that uh because like that's very very on brand Uh, (laughs) (laughs) what about did you did you segue into live journal then or did it stop at zanga no i never did live journal um a group of us had um a blog spot blog uh mark was part of the group of bloggers as well it's this blog is still on the internet by the way if you can find it uh, don't tell us um reading it back i it makes me realize oh i was depressed in high school okay oh <laughs> um but that's what we segued to and i think we just all stopped doing it and once we parted ways in college yeah did you did you evolve did you do Zang- zanga i didn't do zanga i did do a live journal um and then is it still on the internet no, I okay. I had a thing. I I love changing my username constantly. So like on I AIM. think it was on AIM. Yeah, mostly on AIM. Uh, I had a lot of Sailor Moon related um, uh, usernames, and then yeah, same with like Live Journal. Any I don't know any anything that involved uh, having an identity, I would like change it often, and then I would get tired of it, and then like delete my previous ones. So. Yeah, live journal went down with whatever my my handle was at the time. But a I did perfect keep a candidate blog. for the metaverse then. Yeah, that's like, true. Constantly slipping into new identities. It's true, it's true. I think I had one more blog after that, but did something come after live journal? There was some Yeah, there's something in like the early aughts. I can't was remember. Was it Tumblr? But... Or is this this uh, the uh, yeah. Tumblr made was Yeah. Uh anyway. Well, Whatever that was, I had that too. And that also got deleted. <laughs> so there you go. Great story. <laughs> this has been Old Pod <laughs> with Miles and Mandy talking about stuff that's old. <laughs> um, let's get back into the movie. 
Yes. Um, What happens after we meet all these people is the big first set piece is that Bill, Bill, (laughs) imagine if her name was Bill. Uh, (laughs) Bill and Justin at it again. (laughs) Belle has a big concert because she's a big pop star, but it's interrupted by this character called the Beast, who kind of looks like a stringier version of the Beast from the Disney movie, except he can like fly and beat people up. Um, But he's very strong. He flies around and he interrupts this concert. And the cops of this world, who are called the Justices, who are led by a guy named Justin, um, they get into a brawl with him at this concert, which ruins the concert. And Justin, who, I don't know, is a fascist, I guess, (laughs) decides that, like, to punish Beast for being so disruptive, uh, he's going to reveal his identity using this green diamond thing that he wears uh, on his arm. And as a result of all of this, Suzu becomes very curious about Beast for some reason and decides to look for him, which she ends up doing. She finds his castle, and then they become close via dancing or something. I didn't really... Yeah, I, I didn't, didn't really buy, get I didn't why buy they became close after this. Yeah, or yeah, like, because I mean, that whole scene was just stolen or whatever, an homage to um, the Disney movie, like frame for frame. But then it was strange that I don't know their their connection. The whole beast. I think the movie would have been better if there was no beast. Frankly, like the whole storyline and how they got together. And everything about it just seemed, yeah, very confusing and unbelievable and um, kind of just uninteresting to me. And also, like, how did the Beast have this very complex, huge lair? And apparently no one could find it except for Belle or something, I guess, because mm-hmm. the angel, the little angel guy led her to it. But Yeah, Beast has um, this, like, coterie of AIs that hang out with him for some reason, and they show Belle where his castle is. But then how, I mean... Anyway, why did they? What? How come no one else could find it? Like, come on, Justin. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's not clear why the AIs decide to help Bell find Beast. I don't really get it. Well, there's the angel is, as we the find brother. out, related to Beast. Yeah, and mm-hmm. maybe that's why they help each. They like the angel helps Bell find Beast's castle, but I don't know. It was it. It all went a little fast, and. Like, by the end, by the time she finds the castle and then, like, suddenly they're, like, blushing and dancing with each other. Yeah. After initially, like, Beast is like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Um, They're suddenly, like, weirdly, like, sort of in love. I don't know. Yeah. And then, okay, were you thinking that that was going to be Shinobu the whole time? Because I I was like, I know that's so obvious, but, like, that'd be kind of cute. Like... I don't know, the whole, the, again, the ending with the, the child abuse stuff was just, like, such a shock, so yeah. I feel like it was a real a real tease. Um, it was like, interesting, like, romance. the one thing I did like about this movie was trying to figure out who the Beast was, because there's many candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they do make a, like, show of, like, going through some of them, like, there's an art guy, there's a rich lady. But, like, but those also seem like... They were so fake. I mean, you knew mm-hmm. they weren't going to be any of them. Um, yeah, they all turned out to be dead ends. 
Yeah. Also, I I don't know when to mention this, but I just want to say I love the character um, uh, Mr. Reg Signation with the egg. I don't know if you they, you caught that in the dub, but there's this no. like egg and <laughs> his name written in katakana is like Mr. Reg, like E-G-G, Signation. And then later he's like a little commentator when they're showing clips of you and people, you know, doing little live stream comments on whatever's going on with Beast and uh, and Bell, and Mr. Reg Resignation is is in there commenting. It's really cute. So I I'm sorry Mr. you missed Resignation that. at all. Oh yeah, me too. To yeah, be honest. I mean, he was the best character, and I even looked up like, <laughs> wait, is this an actual like Sanrio character, or is this like a cousin of Gudetama or something? But no, I think it was just made up. Uh, for this movie, but I have no memory anyway. of this character. <laughs> um, I'll try to let me get a screenshot of it. I okay, I was like obsessed do. with it, and I like went back and and try to and rewatch all the scenes that he was in because I, I really loved it. But yeah, anyway, well, another reason why you should watch um the sub and not the dub, Mister yeah, Mister Mr. Reg. <laughs> maybe you're right. Um, yeah, this was another like this part of the movie was more like. Like, are these songs good? I think she like the singing was fine to me, but all the songs made me snooze a little bit. Yeah, yeah they're just I- kind of generic, like poppy songs. Mm-hmm. Um, the other weird thing about Suzu's motivation here, like one, I don't understand why she's interested in and pursues the beast, and two, she wants to find out who the beast is, but at the same time, she she really does not want to reveal like who she is in the real world i guess because she's afraid that if people find out that bell this big star is in real life this mousy high school girl like it would ruin everything but that is weird to me because yeah i mean everyone is somebody else yeah i mean yeah they're all again these weird like organic beings with like 20 heads and like flippers and stuff so who would care or, or like it would be sho- more shocking if a celebrity were uh bell because like why would they i don't know they're already a celebrity in real life why do they need you or- yeah <laughs> i would just like wouldn't you go into it assuming everyone is secretly a loser <laughs> yeah <laughs> um exactly that's yeah i the, agree the, the other one is like if the VR is this well we've kind of bashed this VR but it's like it seems super immersive uh and like realistic and i'm wondering it, it seems so immersive that like if you were bell in this metaverse and you were a super famous person and you were adored by millions of people like if i were suzu i wouldn't even do real life like i wouldn't go to school mm. like yeah. and i didn't understand why if like you could achieve that level of success why you'd even bother with being a high school loser anymore i would just stay in bed and be on this app all day it's true especially and even hero was like monetizing her fame even though she was going to donate all the money to charity which also sounds like a lie like something an evil (laughs) friend would say so yeah why yeah or like what happens i don't know like when you're not in when you're not in you, like, do you just disappear then? Or can, like, how how do you, like, enter? I, I don't know. Again, just having some, some 
kind of uh, a basic manual for how you and like entering and being in this world works would just make questions like, yeah, if you could just achieve this level of fame and like have this beautiful voice on these like cool, crazy, like crystal costumes and um, like legions of fans, like why would you ever leave? Um, Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, there's a kid I knew in college who never stopped playing World of Warcraft. Like, this seems better than World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if if basically everyone in the world is on it, too. Yeah. You, you mentioned Evil Hero. I, there, there's a part where she, like, I think when we first meet her, she calls Suzu a mousy nobody, and that endeared her to me. <laughs> I just oh, love yeah. how mean I, she is to Suzu. <laughs> I actually, yeah, in in the sub, she calls her a mousy country bumpkin. I don't know <laughs> if that's like the same at the same time, but yeah, I uh, think it must have been. Yeah, but uh, uh geez, <laughs> yeah, I just love mean people. Uh, do you like the 1991 film Beauty and the Beast, upon which oh, this man. is a little bit based? I guess I, there's definitely I mean, that they yeah. like just stole that whole uh, scene from. <laughs> Like the the well, dancing scene, yes, the dancing scene, and the character with like, design with much worse music, because the yeah. the the Disney movie has like classic classic songs, and this does not. Yeah, or I mean, there's and there's character development and like story arcs, and yeah, there's like weird stuff yeah, that talks, but they're that. all interesting. <laughs> and oh, I I love Beauty and the Beast is so good. Um, so and that, I think well that was also too why I wanted to watch this movie because I thought it was going to be like a twenty first anime take on a nineties classic but yeah it just seemed like again Hosoto thought oh here's an idea Beauty and the Beast like put that in somehow and just put like in shoved the it in and, yeah. yeah and like didn't really think about it and and yeah I think the movie like almost could have been fine without it or it could have been any other kind of character like villainous character or i I don't know it would have been a much simpler arc if like okay so here's what we know so far that suzu had this big loss in her life but being in the metaverse has sort of healed her a little bit and made her rediscover herself and then there's something wrong with the metaverse itself and she overcomes that and discovers that like it was inside her all along and that would have been a much simpler and cleaner movie but it's like that except Beauty and the Beast happens in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, also, uh, is this? can we talk about the the mother's death? We have to talk about it at some point. Because yeah, that also to. was just, was like, it was so tragic. But also, like, again, what exactly happened? Like, how come? So, yeah, we see it in a flashback. And the, there... The whole town seems to be standing by this river, which is overflowing. It's raining. But there's a little island in the middle on which a kid seems to be trapped. Um, and the mother takes it upon herself to jump in there and rescue the kid, which she does. But she also dies somehow. We don't see how it happens. Yeah. yeah. We just see Suzu going like, Mom, where are you, Mom? You're dead. Where? Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, it is pretty tragic. But it's it, yeah, tragic. But I'm like, I wish, like, it, to me again, very unbelievable. Like everyone's just standing there, and then there's a girl, uh, yeah, on this little island, and then the mom is wearing a life jacket, and then she like goes out, and presumably she gives the girl the life jacket, 
right? Mm-hmm. And then the mom just just drowns or something. Like it would it would have made more sense if they were at least in I don't know canoes or rafting or something, and the mom jumped in. Like then there was like a little bit of suspense or oh you know you can't do anything we're all on boats but everyone like the whole town is just standing there watching this girl and there was the only rain. one life jacket between the entire yeah, citizenry yeah, right <laughs> and is the rain falling that fast like i don't know so it seemed like a needless death i i get it susan yeah. i get why you're mad yeah i'd be pissed off too and i'd be drawing all kinds of things and, and screaming <laughs> about it for a long time but i thought that scene was really really poignant and really good um but yeah, and the dad, the dad also sucks. Like, I get it. The He's sad too, to but like he barely tried at all. And I guess he wasn't meant to be like any kind of well-rounded character. I don't even think he didn't have a name even, right? He was just. No, like, I don't think he has a name. And we get no sense that he's sad that his wife is dead and that his daughter is all alone. Like he doesn't seem to really yeah. try. Like we see some scenes of him going like, Suzu, do you want dinner? And Suzu's like, no. And, like, that's the extent of their relationship. And we yeah. never see either of them trying to, like, reconnect or, like, bond yeah. over this grief. Yeah. The but, one like, I, the dad should try harder. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was, especially, um, you know, she was so young and she still is young, like, in present day Suzu, too. So that was just confusing. I really liked the scenes when she's at home and there is that that dog that had like a paw injury that mm-hmm. she was kind of tending to the whole time. So I don't know. That seemed like, Ooh, like a parallel for the beast. Um, but also just oh. showed some, some, I don't know, like she was still cared and, and, you know, but like no one, she was capable of helping others and feeling, feeling things. But the dad was just an idiot and didn't know how to communicate <laughs> with her at all. So. Yeah. Um, okay, a bunch of things happen now, and I'll try to explain them in a not confusing way. So, okay, so we just talked about her becoming friends with beasts or whatever. Meanwhile, in the real world, Ruka, the popular girl, and Suzu bond when Ruka, I guess, randomly comes over and confides that she likes Kamishin, the kayak boy. Um... I forget why that's a bonding moment. I think Suzu secretly suspected that Ruko was into Shinobu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because she saw them talking in the hallway from afar. Yeah, yeah. And she couldn't hear the dialogue, but they're both smiling. And I think she like put her hair behind her ear or something. That's right. If if men and women talk, they love each other. Um, (laughs) Indeed. What happens after they have this bonding moment is that they run into Kamishin, the kayak boy at the train station. And... This is sort of a perfect opportunity for Ruka and Kamishin to confess their mutual feelings for each other, which Suzu, like, cutely facilitates. I really liked this scene. Yeah, oh, that scene was so good. Like, there is so much in, the, in this movie that was unnecessary or a little too long. Uh, but this scene, it was, it was long, but it was every, every second was worth it. It was, it was really well done, I thought. It was the cutest part of the movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, like, both Ruka and Suzu bonding... And this this little love confession that Suzu is like has to talk Kamishin into. Like they're both very scared and red faced. Like the whole time, uh, Ruka's just standing still with her hands over her face while Kamishin <laughs> is trying to talk to her. And I thought that was so cute. Um, mm-hmm. But then we get into this like very very melodramatic stuff. Um, 
like after this confession happens, Suzu's outside the train station and she runs into Shinobu, who at this point reveals that he knows that she's Belle somehow. Maybe it's obvious yeah, how, to everyone. How did like, he? We, yeah. yeah. Um, did they all know or was it just him? And then it turns out that he knows and all the choir ladies know. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know if this is in order, but this might've happened before all of this, but in you, Justin interrogates bell because he like can somehow, he somehow knows that she's been hanging out with beast mm-hmm. and he threatens that either you tell me where beast's castle is or, I will use my green diamond and reveal your identity to the world. But before she can decide like whether it's worth protecting Beast to have her identity revealed, she gets rescued by Beast's AI friends somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but she leaves behind like a flower petal from Beast's castle and uses that to find his castle and destroy mm-hmm. it. Meanwhile... I think this is after Shinobu confronts Bell that uh, that confronts Suzu and finds out and reveals that he knows that she's Bell. Suzu and Hiro figure out that the beast is this kid named Kay who lives with his brother Tomo and their dad and they also have a dead mom and the dad is like an abusive asshole. I forget how they find this out. Well, there are there are scenes throughout the movie when they show, like I mentioned earlier, like live streams in the the metaverse and you, um, and like people like reacting to Belle singing and things like, or the beast. And then like earlier on, they show clips of these two boys and there's like a newspaper clipping when you see them. So there's like little, they drop like little hints that mm-hmm. uh, these, you know, these boys exist and the younger brother, not who, who ends up being who or who is the angel character in you. He like, he's really pale and like really quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and even I remember seeing that and thinking like, huh, that's like very striking. Um, so I guess that was like the foreshadowing of what was to come. But mm-hmm. yeah, I guess this is the part when through, yeah, through the live stream, they, they see the child abuse or the, that whole yeah, that whole thing was very confusing. Am I yeah. skipping ahead? I don't think so, but I forget how they act, like end up connecting the dots that K is beast. I think like he's they see K protecting his little brother Tomo from like a beating from their dad, and like mm-hmm. I think it's like a look in their eyes that they share that that beast is like like the, the hurt look yeah. in their eyes looks the same. Yeah, and, and yeah. That's how um, Suzu puts it together. But they call them, because I think they're live streaming this all from their room. Mm-hmm. So they call them, uh, Suzu and Hiro call uh, Kay and Tomo, and they're like, they want to talk, but Kay is on guard and he doesn't want to do it. And I think they decide that the only way to earn Kay's trust is if is if Suzu reveals her true identity, because like they know that K is the beast. So it's only fair that Suzu reveals herself as well. I think. Yeah. That like at this point, because the K moving like a million miles per hour. Yeah. Well, because K like they need help 
Clearly, and the only one that can help them is this 14-year-old girl who lives um, like in a different part of Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, but but he doesn't trust her um, because he doesn't... Yeah, at that point, he doesn't know that she's Belle. He, he just thinks she's some girl or something, right? Yeah. And then, so so she thinks, okay, I have to go into you and then reveal myself and then... Only then will I gain their trust and then somehow save them from this, like, horrible child abuse. Yeah. Uh, I think, I don't know, again... Yeah, they want to save it's them a little from fuzzy this horrible here. child abuse. And the only way to do that is to earn Kay's trust somehow. And the way she decides to do this is she decides she's going to go into you as Belle and give a concert, but, like, as herself. Like... Mm-hmm. Not as Belle, but as Suzu. Mm. She's going to sing a song. And I think this is supposed to, like, this sacrifice of, like, stripping away this Belle identity is supposed to parallel the sacrifice her mother makes and help her understand the sacrifice her mother makes. But it sort of cheapens the actual act of of giving up your life to save someone else. Like, like, yeah. Like revealing who you are behind your AIM screen name is supposed to like right, yeah. be the same as or like like <laughs> giving your life for dying. a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That I mean Yeah. I guess that it that that is the parallel, right? But it's just so at that point I was just trying to figure out what was ha- again, what was mm-hmm. happening and why, which maybe was my mindset throughout most of the movie, but it was just so and like in addition to the re- like the concert and revealing herself and then is and then after that is is this when she c- tries to go to Tokyo or to like pinpoint them? Yeah. Do you want to talk about that or Yeah, sure. So after the concert um she reveals herself and then after the concert uh Kay calls her and is like, "Okay, now I trust you. Here's my address." But before he can reveal his address, his dad bursts in and beats the shit out of them or something. Like, we do, like yeah. he hangs up the phone and we don't see. And then at this point, a bunch of people are in the room watching this live stream with Suzu and Hiro, including Ruka, Kamishin, and Shinobu. And, and all the, and the choir aunties. ladies. Yeah. And they use, like random background clues like i think they hear the sound of an announcement in the background and they see through this tiny sliver of a of window like in pixelated form are two skyscrapers in the background and they use those tiny tiny clues to figure out (laughs) these two kids like down to the neighborhood are in kawasaki kanagawa which is near tokyo because like literally because of these blurry towers and the sounds they heard in the in the background <laughs> well of the but also kamishin had gone to like a kayak race in that area or mm. something right that's so i'm like is this the reason why they included him in this kayaking thing so that he could be the one to point out um yeah where these blurry uh generic skyscrapers are yeah cause i guess that's yeah. his whole contribution to the story yeah. Other than like so, this cute moment with Ruka. That right, that cute moment that had nothing to do with anything, although it was delightful. And then yeah, figuring out where these abused boys are living. Yeah. So they figure out where they live, and one of the grown-ups, 
these like who should be taking charge of this situation is like okay we'll call the cops and then they call the cops and for some reason they can't intervene they say they can't intervene for tw- for 48 hours so they're just like yeah he's got to beat them he's got to really tenderize these boys before we can help them <laughs> Um, yeah, I I should have looked that up. Is that actually a thing? I I, I like know. why would that be a thing? That that's so know. bizarre. <laughs> uh so instead of ha- relying on the cops, they're like, "Okay, we'll go there." But just Suzu will go, like not us adults. And they make all these excuses like, "Oh, the train's not running anymore. It's too far to drive." So they instead drive Suzu to the bus station. Which I don't understand. Like, I have many questions about this. Hmm. <laughs> but I, I don't understand why that would be faster than driving her. Whatever. Or why they would let her go alone to her, right. again, this 14-ish-year-old girl, to go save these two boys from a, a grown man. A, who's a like violent a, 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 adult yeah. man. Yeah. Like, surely this teen girl can handle this better than us. <laughs> okay. So, that like... All of those are questions that I had. And then she gets to Tokyo. On the way there, she has, like, this weird reconciliation over text with her dad. Like, if you're going to reconcile with your dad, like, do a phone call. Maybe maybe everyone was sleeping on the bus. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> it didn't matter. It wasn't important. She gets to Tokyo. And then she just runs around in the rain until she finds them. Like, was that the mechanism? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? That was it. I... Basically, she she like identified the blurry buildings. I guess, no. she, but we, we literally it? see her just running up and down different streets until yeah, she happens to run into Tomo. Is that his name? Yes, yes. And she's like, and Tomo's like, "You found us!" And then Kay, Kay appears too, and they all hug. And then their mad evil dad comes out and is about to punch her in the goddamn face, but then he realizes he's. I guess we like we don't hear his reasoning. He's just silent and like crying. He probably realized, oh, I shouldn't punch this teen girl in the goddamn face. <laughs> but then we don't see like how it resolves. Like they all yeah, hit each other. Right. And then it cuts and immediately then what to like Suzu being back home. Yeah. Like where did they go after? They couldn't go back home. Or yeah. And she just like came back and everything was chill. Like I, yeah. Yeah, so oh, I just so. have like the series of like how did they how did you find the kids? Why didn't the grown-ups go with her? Why did they take the bus? Why doesn't like her dad go with her? Why is he so fucking useless? <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, that uh all the dads are like so useless. But why Like what happens to these uh, kids? Like are they saved now or do they still live with abusive dad? I don't understand. Yeah. And like this is supposed to be the parallel with her mom giving giving her life to save a kid, like I don't know. Okay, I guess like that, but yeah. It's just, I think she explicitly like. I think it's explicitly said like she says in so many words like I understand why you did what you did, mom. And it's just like, do you? Yeah, like you didn't <laughs> die, and I, I don't know. No. No, you don't understand. <laughs> I I can't believe that. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and like so, all of that happens, and then that's like we basically get into this like epilogue part of the movie, where like her dad is like, "Hey, you want to have dinner?" And finally, she's like, "Yeah, I'd love to have dinner." <laughs> and then it shows her walking with her friends at the end, 
And then Shinobu is like, I guess I don't have to watch over you anymore. You should sing some more. And it's just like, I think like that was annoying because like if the whole growth part of this was Suzu getting the confidence to sing again, like why does she need this man to tell her it's okay for you to sing now? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It sucked. (laughs) Or why? And like, I'm trying to remember now. So he said he didn't have to be her guardian anymore Mm -hmm. because what she revealed herself and like saved these boys from abuse. Yeah. We like, and we've reached the end of the movie. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) We've reached Uh, the end of your arc. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. Um, Wait, I'm like, what was the, the last scene is just the two of them being like, yep. This is the ending. Okay. Yeah, and then they're about to sing a song with the old ladies, and then it cuts to the credits. So we don't get to hear them sing. So, I yeah, don't know, man. Like, did Did you like this movie? What What were your overall thoughts? Yeah, I mean, no. To like to just be short about it, like, mm-hmm. I think it could have said a lot more. I wish it said a lot more about you, and like it hinted at more about you, and it just didn't it just chose not to dig into those things. Like, like you said, like there seems to be like a weird way in which this website was formed, like almost religious, like with these Mm. five elders and we just don't find out any more about it. And then like my, I guess my basic thought about it is like, it felt overcooked at the beginning. Like it felt slow at the beginning and then way too fast at the end. Like, mm-hmm. and like with just a lot of strings left untied. Um, yeah. So it was ultimately not very satisfying. Yeah. And nothing connected. Like, like what I said earlier, if this, what Susie did was supposed to be her understanding her, her mom and why she died. Like, no, that doesn't match up at all. And I, I don't think the mom should have done that or like she probably shouldn't have died anyway given i don't know it was just raining and the girl could have just someone else could have had a life jacket i don't know there's just so many sucking out all the the magical realism or kind of suspension of disbelief it just too many things didn't add up and i i wish that like like the real world and you were really disconnected their storylines were disconnected and um, and just kind of, yeah, practically how they engage with each other didn't really make sense. And I wish, like, the premise of the movie seems so interesting. And, like, they had all this, like, cool CGI and, like, interesting character design and things like that. But it just seemed really random. Yes. And, and meaningless in the end. Which, like, maybe that maybe that's the true lesson, that <laughs> the metaphors in you is, like, meaningless. And you shouldn't think about anything because nothing makes sense and... Yeah, life is <laughs> an abyss of nothingness. Yeah, it just it, yeah, it just like raised a lot of questions that were not satisfactorily answered. Yeah. Any other stray thoughts about Bell? Um, mm, I still would think you, you gotta in, look up in the metaverse. Oh. What would I be like? What kind of creature would I be? Yeah, in you. Uh, definitely some kind of creature, not. Not a a hot girl with long pink hair or like Peggy Sue is like really freaky looking. Would not look like her either. Um, I don't know. Uh, 
definitely have some kind of like floral getup. Floral and I'm just imagining like, yeah, floral and bouncy. Those are the first two words that come to mind. I'm not sure what that would really look like, but that's what I would embody. Yeah, I think when I make <laughs> myself in video games, I always make myself a tall, giant person with brightly colored mm. hair. That's what I always did in mm. sports games anyway. And in other kinds well, of games, I would okay. like base my character off like other stories. So I was unoriginal. So I don't mm. know what I would be if I used this app. Well, tall, tall guy with bright hair. That sounds like Justin. Yeah, that's true. I'd probably just be a fascist, <laughs> like a violent fascist. With a very basic name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he, he, was, he looked weird. He looked like a lion man. He kind of reminded me, wait, I want to look him up again. Almost like um, a little like Goku-ish, maybe just because of the hair. Mm. Um, I, I just <laughs> I just Google image Justin Bell and uh, you you don't get um, images <laughs> from the anime movie, to say the <laughs> least. Uh, <laughs> so don't recommend doing that. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, I guess to the hair. And is he is he just an AI? Is he a person? I think no. he's a person. Because he has all these sponsorships. So he's like profiting in some way from being a fascist. Mm, yeah. And so he must be a person because be... he's so obsessed with revealing who people are in real life that he must be like yeah. some sort of ogre IRL. So do you think he's, but is he always in you then? Because someone always has to be watching over you and like, whatever, keeping the peace. It's hard to say. We don't know if there are shifts in you, if there's, um, you know, if there's labor laws. Mm hmm. Yeah. Does he get paid or where does, I mean, there's obviously a lot of marketing and, and advertising, but yeah, like who, how does that money, who gets the money? <laughs> What can you spend it on when you're just like in this world all the time? Yeah, if being you can an ass. be whoever you want to be, then why do you need money? Hmm. Hmm. Um. The other thing that I must note is that mm -hmm. I've I keep track of where characters sit if they're in school, and oh, okay. I think ninety nine, maybe not ninety nine percent of the time, but almost always the main character sits by the window in the classroom. And Suzu fits in my main character sits by the window theory. Wow. I think because if you're a spacey person, they put you by the window so you can look out the window. Yeah. Yeah. You need something to gaze at. And mm -hmm. also, yeah, that nice lighting to, to shine on you. What have you, do you, have you actually been keeping track? Like, do you have a spreadsheet of like, No, I don't have a spreadsheet. And, I just oh. make Aww. note of it every time I watch it. Should I, maybe I should start a spreadsheet. You should. And then like, Make some kind of, I don't know, fun infographic. Uh, how many, like, how many shows have you seen that, like, ha have the character in school by a window? I think it's almost all of them. We watched, hmm. uh, the show we watched last week, Hajime no Ippo, the kid sits in the middle of the classroom. So that violated my rule. Oh. But I think my rule is pretty solid. Uh, listeners, you can write in and tell me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. That almost everyone sits by the window. Um, the other weird thing, <laughs> I don't know if this was like on purpose or not, but a lot of Bell's like visual performances are very 
water themed like mm. well maybe it's just the whales but she's always riding around on whales and i guess people are like swimming <laughs> in this universe but it's weird that so much of her like visual imagery is water related when her mom drowned i feel like i'd avoid that mm. or maybe it's like yeah. stuck in her head because her mom drowned i don't know well but she she didn't design anything right it, like she sings but when she has that conversation with Hero, like, and like a third of the way in, she says that like Hero is her producer and like costume designer, mm. and like she has like a team writing her music. Which, if that is the case, like, who is this team, or how do those costumes? Does like Hero have to upload those costumes onto Suzu's brain? Like that's that too. I I didn't really understand, and it also made me think again. The hero is evil. Um, plot line that <laughs> like Susu ha has like little autonomy in this space like she's just trying she just wants to sing girl mm -hmm. just wants to sing um yeah and hero's helping hero, her because she's hero's monetizing <laughs> <laughs> she's exploiting her for her own uh but but uh, if, and if she's actually donating that money to charity like even that just sounded fake like when she said <laughs> it like clearly she's not that's not happening but yeah, I wish I knew more about her background and her story. And why is she that, like, I guess her true nature is just to be that, like, impish little, I, I don't know what to what to call all the you people that aren't that Oh, aren't yeah, girls. she was a weird little floaty person. Yeah, le had, like, a square body and, like, some kind of headpiece. and. Yeah, maybe uh, I'd rather be a floater than, a like, a humanoid. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of pressure. You You gotta sing, apparently, if you're... And you have to be a a woman. Were there any other than like Justin? Were there any male looking? hot men? Yeah, I don't think so. I would I be don't the think first. So either. There <laughs> you go. Yeah. That's the niche that I would fill. Nobody else would want to be a hot man except me. <laughs> that is your um, your body sharing uh, strength. <laughs> uh, okay, I think that's all there is to say about Bell. It was fine. I don't know. It was no, okay. it, it wasn't I mean, that good. <laughs> but I, but I didn't regret watching it. Okay. You know, I eh. did. You regret? Are you mad that I made yeah, us watch I, this? Yeah, I am mad. <laughs> I'm a little mad at you. Mm. Um, and that's gonna stick with me for a while, Mandy. I'm sorry. Well. Uh, it was great being on your show. <laughs> yeah, thanks for doing this podcast. Um, if you want people to find you, where can people find you? Oh, uh, geez, where can they find me? I have an Instagram that I don't update. I used great. to kind of do comics. You can find me on there. Uh, it's boodog, B-O-O-D-O-G dot ink, I-N-K. I rarely update, so it's like the most boring Insta ever, and that's about it, so... Otherwise, B-O-O-D-O-J. D-O-G. On Instagram. Yes, on the Instagram. Okay. Uh, everyone find Mandy at boodog.inc on Instagram. Uh, we also have competing newsletters that we probably should write more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks, everyone, for listening uh, write in with your thoughts at God, what is our email? I should really know this by now. It's Jojo's Bizarre Pod <laughs> at gmail.com. I hope that's right. 
Um, and you can find us on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash jjbpod. Twitter is also jjbpod. Everything else is jjbpod, blah, 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 blah. Thank you for listening. I love you all. I'll see you. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do next week. Next week is Christmas, so we'll see what happens. Okay, bye. <laughs>